Hey everybody, welcome back to the Yimbo Reviews Everything Podcast. I hope everyone had a great and happy Thanksgiving. Um, that's actually the main reason this fourth episode was a little delayed, but it's also been because I haven't settled on a day for it to come out. Um, I know how much I look forward to episodes coming out of my favorite podcast each week. Not that this is your favorite, but you know, hopefully it'll get there with some of you. Um, so it'll be nice to ha- finally pick a day. But the problem has been that, you know, this is a hobby, so it makes it a little easier to get pushed down on my to-do list. But I'm hoping that by finally settling on a day, it'll kind of push me more into a timely release. Um, But we are here now for this fourth episode, and my illustrious wife, Bailey, is joining me once again. So we'll get to hear from her from time to time, since she's almost fully recovered from the sinus infection that's been plaguing her for the past week plus. Hi there, Bales. Hello. Um, and as always, I encourage you to tweet me topics to discuss at Yimbo5 on Twitter. So the first category we're jumping into today um, are movies. The first one um, I watched, uh, I guess, last week. It was a week ago, to, uh, yesterday. No, a week ago, Wednesday. Um, is a movie called Bad Words, and it stars Jason Bateman, who also directs it. Uh, Jason Bateman is known for roles in Arrested Development and Horrible Bosses, and he essentially, kind of like Vince Vaughn, is the same character in everything he does, but I really love him, so um, I give him a pass. Um, The premise is that Bateman is a 40-year-old who is competing in spelling bees in order to enter into the National Spelling Bee. And the reason he's able to do this is because he never passed the eighth grade. So obviously with a premise like that, the jokes essentially write themselves. Um, and it's funny. It's a good movie. It's on HBO Go. Uh, I, I love anytime characters get to be mean to kids. I know this sounds terrible, but um, you know I'm a teacher. So every once in a while, your buns get pushed. It would be nice to kind of you know say things every once in a while. Um not you know obviously not to the level that Bateman does in this movie, or but he's very similar to the role like um, uh like the bad Santa character you know like where they're obviously turned up to an eleven, um but it's it it, it kids uh <laughs> being put in their places is it it just they're funny it's funny, um and I really I wasn't expecting much uh, I watched it purely on Bateman's name alone, but. I laughed a lot. Uh, there were plenty of jokes. They uh, had their heartwarming moments. He befriends one of the fellow competitors who is, I think, 10. And, uh, the, you know, the jokes can be cringeworthy. But overall, I, in- I enjoyed myself. Um, so I'm giving it three and a half out of five misspelled words. And the next movie I want to talk about, I actually followed it up. Um, I was just in a kind of movie mode the other night. Um, I went in a totally different direction, tonal shift, and watched The Departed, which is from 2006, and hopefully you, you know of this movie, and if you don't, please watch it right away. It did come, like I said, it came out in 2006, it's directed by Martin Scorsese, it stars Jack Nicholson, Leonardo DiCaprio, and Matt Damon, um... This movie is, I remember seeing it in the theater. It was one of the Tuesday night movie nights um, with my buddies. We basically went to go see a new movie every Tuesday for a nice stretch of time. That movie blew me away. Then, I've probably this was probably the third or fourth time I've seen it. Because it, it's not one of those that you can watch 
every week, every month. You know, like there's some comedies like Wedding Crashers. You, you know, like when that came out on DVD, I, I think I probably watched it um, a couple times early on. Same with like old school. You know, like those classic. They're just, I mean, again, they're comedies, so they um, you're, you're listening for the jokes and things that you missed. But so this movie is so good. I mean, so go, getting back to the Departed, um, Jack Nicholson is once again totally mesmerizing as his role in Frank Costello. I know that's shocking considering how much I loved him in Batman and pretty much anything else he's done. Uh, but so good. I mean, like so good, so good. Uh, Damon and DiCaprio were also fantastic and they look like babies. And I went back, uh, when I was prepping for the, for this episode to see how old they were at that time. Um, because again, we're talking about, you know, something that's nine years ago. Leonardo DiCaprio, Leo, was only 35. I'm sorry. I'm saying only 35, but he was 35, which is older than me now. And he looked 21, 23. I mean, it's incredible. And same with Damon. He was 39 when this movie came out. And I, Bailey, what did you say about Damon? He doesn't age. Yeah. Perpetual baby face, I believe you said something along those lines. Yes. Yeah. These these gentlemen have excellent genes. Um. Not the sweatpants kind, uh, genetic. Didn't, didn't, no. <laughs> yeah, she did. Um, so anyway. I didn't hear what you said. I said good genes, but not the, not the sweatpants kind. Oh. I said yeah. the genetic kind. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so once again, this movie, it is in my, it might be in my top three in terms of just all time favorite movies. Um, and you can't it's it's a delicacy it's something that you can't overdo that's why i spread out my viewings um it is fantastic and it is worthy of every uh, accolade that they received um so i highly recommend it if you haven't seen it and if you have seen it if it's been a while go back it's it'll it'll do it to you all over again so i give this movie a 5 out of 5 sting operations so, moving out of the movie genre into television, wanted to talk about some of the shows. Uh, you, know, you know, there's a huge list. My DVR is always set. Our, I should say our DVR is always set with plenty of um, shows to record every week. Uh, so, I wanted to hit on a couple of those. The first one I haven't talked about yet on this podcast is I Zombie, which is currently in season two, and it's another CW show. And this is one that Bailey and I watch every week. Bailey, how do you feel about this one? I love that show. It's so it's good. Really good. It's really good. It's a zombie show, uh, totally different than Walking Dead. The main character is named Liv Moore. Ha ha. LOL. Uh, she's turned into a zombie in the very first episode. Um, in this, obviously, just like zombies and vampires and werewolves and all those, you know, any kind of monster, each writer gets to take their own version of the rules. So in this case, the zombies uh, are transferred through scratches or bites, obviously, too. But but if you get scratched, um, that so she was scratched at a party and was a zombie from episode one. Um, she gets to maintain who she is as a person. So... By feeding on braids. But she has to feed on braids. Exactly. So, yeah. So, if she doesn't feed on braids, over time, uh, she will go into the class, like, the Walking Dead style zombie. 
But as long as she's feeding, she can just be a regular old person. Um, however, each brain that she eats, she, I guess, absorbs, is that the right word? Absorbs their personality. Mm-hmm. And some of their memories. And some, right, and some of their memories. So she works in a morgue at the police station. So she has a plethora or a myriad of brains to feed on. Um, and by doing so, she's able to use those memories and that personality to solve the person's crime. The, you know, because she's feeding on the victim, and but then you know ultimately uses her powers for good. Uh, each show has a new brain, has a new personality. And those are my favorite types of shows. Oh, that's it. <laughs> like shows the, that the, procedu- the procedural is, I believe, what they call it. I don't know. I like shows that there's a beginning and an end in an episode, but then there's like an over, you know, a big story. Right. But for the most part, you're getting a different, like, mini story each week. And right. I, I, that, that's more towards my attention span. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, like she said, there's an overarching story um, really over the last two seasons, which is trying to really find the cause um, without going into any crazy spoilers. Uh, I will tell you that uh, it is due to an energy drink called Max Rager, um, and that combination, they, they like they, this new formula they were making, is what caused this zombie outbreak. That and also tainted plutonium. Yeah, it's a drug. It, it's a drug, like some sort of um, ecstasy style rave drug. Rave drug, right? Um, but anyway, it's a it's a tremendous show. As I said, it's uh, in season two right now, uh, midway through. I believe season one is on Netflix. So go check it out. You you will not regret it. Um, and I'm going to give it a four out of five Max Ragers. So pop a bottle on that one. Pop a can. Psh, psh. <laughs> uh, and, and then finally, in our TV genre... Another Netflix show, this one just premiered. As you know, I like to try to hit on some timely things. Um, We crushed through last weekend um, the entire season of Jessica Jones, which is another Marvel series. This is set in not only the same universe as Daredevil, which was the fantastic uh, Netflix show that came out, I guess, mid-last year, um, but... It also ties into the larger movie universe, so the whole it's the whole MCU, Marvel Cinematic Universe is connect. It's all connected, and I would say that this is a like crime noir show. Um, the characters are really good. I mean, we so it's a thirteen episode uh, season. Each one's about an hour long. Um, before I get into my thoughts, Bay, what did you think about Jessica, aka Jessica Jones? She was really cool. Um, her character was interesting throughout. Um, all of the characters are really fun to watch on screen, especially they, the main villain. They all had great chemistry. And you, you just said, mentioned the villain. I had him, a note down for him. Um, he goes by the name of Kilgrave, and he has uh, a mind control power, which is obviously very Spoiler interesting. Spoiler alert. Well, no, I mean, it's it, it was it was pretty established early on. Mm. Um, but yeah, so they, the character, all of them have tremendous chemistry. You get to meet, uh, Luke Cage. So if this is, if you're, if you're a comic dork like me, um, he is also going to get his own Netflix series down the road. 
Uh, Luke Cage is also known as Power Man. Um, he's best friends with Iron Fist. And I th- they have a whole little tag team called Heroes for Hire where, again, you can hire them to solve crimes with their superpowers. None of this is in Jessica Jones. No, none of it's Jessica. This is your I, own knowledge. Right. I'm just kind of, yeah, giving a little elaboration. Um, so Jessica Jones is a superhero. She's a private investigator. She's a private investigator. She doesn't want to wear the costume. She doesn't want to be public about her powers. She's not hiding them, but she really just uses her – she has super strength, and she uses that to her advantage as a private investigator. Because she can leap tall buildings and she can... I think your... What was your favorite part of her super strength with her PI work? So every episode, almost every episode had her trying to hunt down, you know, some case she was working on. My favorite thing is that she just opens doors by breaking, breaking, (laughs) breaking the lock. It was fantastic. opening them aggressively. Yep. Just pop and then she's in. (laughs) Um, So the the actress that plays her is... uh, you might recognize she had a short-lived show called, I think, the, the Bee in... Don't a, Trust the Bee in Apartment or... Something I, or other. I, I don't even know. Yeah, and she's been the best. She was in um, the movie She's Out of Your League. She's always played, like, that best friend, but I'm the snarky, like, dark hair, like, brunette, black hair, hipster, like, everything stinks, sarcasm yeah. character. Uh, so as soon as Bailey saw that it was her... I think you had your doubts at first that this I mean, was going to be something in, worth in watching. This, in this show, she plays a very similar character, but this character has a lot more depth to it. It's not just being snarky, sarcastic, just to be annoying. Um, she's she's just a more in-depth char- in character. Right. I mean, you're dealing with post-traumatic stress, um, right? She had PTSD from her um, connection with Kilgrave. And her... I, Horrible childhood. Oh, uh, don't yeah. That's don't spoil right. Anything, no, no but. spoiling. Yeah, because uh, again, um, I wanted to hit on it now to encourage you to go out and watch this because it is great, and like and the fact that it does exist in this growing world that Marvel's created is really awesome. Um, oh, and to top it off, she's an alcoholic, so there's that too. Yeah. <laughs> nice she, little character wrinkle. Mm-hmm. She is an anti-hero for sure. Um, so I am giving this, and I don't know if you agree with me, but I'm giving my rating a four out of five empty bottles of whiskey. Mm, I liked it a lot. I would give it a five out of five. Because you would go, okay. my favorite part of the show is the villain, because he's our favorite type of villain. Mm-hmm. Um, funny. So. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. He was very funny. And again, believed in what he was doing was right. He exactly. was He was so, following his course, right. Because of that. I give it a five out of five because we we typically don't crush through seasons that quickly either. Yeah, like House of Cards. Everybody loves House of Cards. We watched the first season within a week, I guess. I mean, I was very sick this whole that whole weekend, so I wasn't going to do anything besides watch Netflix anyway. Yeah, right. So that 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 did help. Um, but yeah, so but even something like so, like I said, House of Cards, great show. By the time the third season rolled around, it took us months. And, you know, I, some people might disagree with us, but, you know, it wasn't – it didn't hook us in. And that might happen with this show, but I don't know. That as for for this particular season, which is – I'm just rating this this first season, I thought they did a great job. And, again, I 
I know this is kind of a superhero heavy uh, episode so far, but that's kind of the things that I'm into. And fortunately, Bailey enjoys as well. Yes. Yes. Uh, all right. So, yeah. So that's those are the, the recommendations this week for TVs and movies. And we can now get into the everything category. I would like to start with Thanksgiving. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, we hosted Thanksgiving for the very first time this year. Uh, I think so. Our whole lives, we've always been the guests somewhere, whether it was at my parents, whether it was at a, you know aunt and uncle's house. Um, the last couple have been at my sister in law's house, right? Yep. So we've never had to do the hosting duties. It was pretty much. I don't think we would bring anything. We didn't even really. No, we're ter- we're terrible. We would, and <laughs> we would show up kind of not totally energetic because we may have stayed up late the night before, or you know, woke up late. I mean, we were still kids. <laughs> I feel like. Yeah. Um. So this year, uh, due to just you know the, the way the way things fell into place, we ended up posting. And it was great. We had my parents, we had Bailey's parents, and uh, along with her sister and my bro- you know, and our, and our brother-in-law, her, their little cute, adorable daughter, and then our brother-in-law's parents as well. So there's ten of us all together. I know some people. I've heard thirty. <laughs> like, I, like there are people with you know, massive families coming. We didn't have to worry about that, fortunately, but. Um, you know, it was a little stressful. We had to make sure the house looked good, and um, Bailey was in charge of cooking the turkey for the first time. So I've never even cooked a, a chicken. <laughs> yeah, normally five dollar rotisserie at Shoprite. Yeah, I I don't know what I was thinking. Um, so I was kind of on the cleanup end. So so Bailey was great about getting the food re- ready. So sweetheart, maybe you can elaborate on a first timer. Digging into that turkey, that frozen turkey, which we had been defrosting all week long. The worst thing <laughs> I've probably, I wouldn't say the worst. I had to wake up really early because I had to get it in the oven early. And I let Jimmy sleep in a little because I know he was up late the night before playing video games. <laughs> yep. Um, But I actually had to go up and wake him up because <laughs> doing it by myself, I was getting so grossed out. <laughs> That, like, I just needed moral support. Like, I didn't need him to take the stuff out of the turkey or do anything with the turkey. I just needed him to, like, just, be there. Just needed me to be there, yeah. Because <laughs> what, like, when I was doing all the recipes, they don't tell you that when you open up the bag of, like, the turkey, mm-hmm. it's just, like, blood comes, like, Ugh. gushing out of every, everywhere. And I was very... And I wouldn't have thought of that either. Yeah. Which is so silly. I mean, it's not, like, blood, blood, but it's, right. like, water, and it's just, it's gross. And then it's, like, clamped, and I had to open it, and I could see the neck inside of it. And I was like, that's when I went and got you. Because I was like, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> but I did. You did. I got all the stuff did. out. Uh, and the night before, we were celebrating um, our friend's 30th birthday party, uh, right? So we were at the Devil's Game. So shout out to our buddy Brian. Happy birthday. Happy birthday again. Um so we when we got back, it was uh, I guess around ten thirty ish, right? So you were proactive and you put the stuffing together while I straightened up like the downstairs. 
Um, you were really on top of like what? What else did? You, what were what were you in, responsible for? The stuffing, the As turkey, the stuffing, which was I thought pretty good. It was very good. No, it was good. Um, the turkey, the turkey, yeah, the twenty pound turkey, and the mashed potatoes. Oh, that's right. That's right. Which also came out really good. I didn't. I, I didn't really make them. Okay. <laughs> like I did. <laughs> it was yeah. my plan. I um. All the women that came to our house for Thanksgiving are all women who typically host Thanksgiving. Right. So as soon as they walk in, they start getting to work. So, you know, of <laughs> Which course, was I'm not, really not going nice. to ever turn down the help. Yeah. So I peeled the potatoes. I put them in the water. But it was more of a team effort once because I was doing other things. And, you know, my sister put them on the stove to boil. Then my mom mashed them. So mm-hmm. it was like a teamwork thing. It was. It was. And it, it was... <laughs> Kind of how the whole day turned out, and it was it was a it was lovely. Yes. I, I think everybody I, enjoyed it. Everybody really likes the layout of our house. It was kind of free flowing, right? It's small yet cozy. It is. It is. And uh, we got to you know, there were three football games on yesterday, so uh, you know the gentlemen got to hang out and and uh, chew the fat while watching some football. Um, then you went outside and played football. And then we did. It was so great. We had, so our brother-in-law Mike he. Um, Saw that I had this, like, you know, like a little rubber plastic football over on the side. And he's like, hey, you want to you wanna throw around? This was before or after dessert. I forget. I think before. Before dessert. We were um, cleaning up dinner. Right. And he goes, hey, you want to throw the ball around? I was like, yeah. <laughs> Why not? And I think that might have been the first time I've ever done that. I'm trying to think. It was a very typical all-American yeah. Thanksgiving. Yep. Um, so all the guys started and then... Um, our niece came out and she's only two ish, two and a half. And she got sad because we weren't throwing her the ball, but she was still up on the porch on the deck. So when she came down, that was great. Cause then she was, you know, taking turns running the ball to everybody and playing in the leaves. It Meanwhile, was like, I'm in the kitchen well, with yeah. your mother. We're doing dishes and cleaning, <laughs> but okay. And, I, and I'm living uh, a Wrangler commercial. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. But it was it was it was fantastic. So, so I would like to say thank yeah. you to everybody who helped out for Thanksgiving. I mm-hmm. couldn't have done it without everybody's help, um, and it was wonderful. It I was enjoyed a, it. It was a lovely day. Uh, this is a very positive podcast so far, and it's not going to stop now. I was going to say that. I was going to say, do we ever like review something besides your jeans? Like, is there ever anything that we review that you that we don't like? Well, it will happen. I mean... I feel like we only review things we really like because we like to talk about things because we're pretty positive people. Well, that's the thing. I, and, and I told, said from day one, I mean, I, I typically do research on things before I buy them or watch them. Like, I'll, I'll do a little bit of background in, info. Um, and then after that, it's... I don't know. I'm not, I, just, I told like I, I think I said this in one of the earlier episodes. I just don't like to waste my time on things that I not gonna enjoy it's kind of like my my mantra Mm -hmm. in life um so yeah this has been a pretty positive one but it's not gonna stop now because i'm giving it five out of five turkey legs Awesome. Do you agree with that? That, I, uh, absolutely. that rating? If I could give it more, I would. Yeah. No. It was. It was our family is the best. Our family is the best. Um. All right. So. I'm going to keep this next little piece short for our everything because, again, this is not – and please don't tune out or start fast-forwarding. I know this is not a pro wrestling podcast. Um, sports entertainment. Sports entertainment. Thank you. <laughs> um, 
But I have to touch on it because I and with you know like my my lovely wife will put up with like a three hour raw. Now, granted, and like three hours of additional podcasts. Right, but most of those times I'm listening to them in the car. I try not to. With me. I try not. I mean, like in the you, morning, if you are in the car, yes, you will. You will hear one. That is true. Every morning. I know. So it's it's hard for me to run a reviewing everything podcast without touching a little bit on sports entertainment. Um, pro wrestling. Pro wrestling. I know. Uh, so I'm just gonna. This is a very brief thing. Um, Bailey does watch it. She. I would not call her a fan. But she's been to a WrestleMania, thanks to her best friend Brittany. Um, so she's been, yeah. So if she's been to WrestleMania. She will. I, mean, I would say I'm a fan. I know probably a lot about wrestling. You, that's it. well, I know you do. Like, a, like, and I enjoy it, but I don't enjoy it every minute of every day. I need a break. I'm... Yeah, she's not in love. So like, I do love pro wrestling. So that's I think where the. But she will. So we'll watch it and we'll enjoy moments of it for sure. Right. So anyway, this all leads me to uh, recent events in wrestling, uh, which is that Seth Rollins is was was the world's heavyweight champion. He cashed in his Money in the Bank uh, briefcase at WrestleMania, the one where we were, and it was fantastic, and the crowd popped and went nuts, and he's had kind of a mediocre title run but he himself is great but I they just put him out there every week for the same old boring promo so he's running a little stale but at a house show recently he blew out his knee wrestling Kane and they had to actually just strip him of the championship so they had a tournament over the last couple of weeks leading to this past Sunday's survivor series and it was exciting because it was something new. Um, I think the biggest problem in wrestling right now, or at least with the WWE, is that they're super corporate because they're a publicly traded company. Um, I'm not saying anything that hasn't been said on any podcast because everybody knows it's true. Like, they can't offend people. They can't do, I don't know, like any of the outside of the box stuff, that, that whole attitude era, which I grew up with, you know, my teenage years was watching Stone Cold and The Rock and, and all the outrageous stuff that they were able to pull off then – they can't do that stuff now uh, because they have stockholders. And so my point is um, this was an exciting opportunity for them to kind of just change things up, tell a different story, and they didn't. They are still trying to push Roman Reigns down our throats. And while I understand he's improved and he is good in the ring, Bay, what is your issue with Roman Reigns? Because you, you're right there with me. Well, I, just, I hate his face. Me too. Well, how? He's not. It's not because he's bad looking. He's a he's an attractive gentleman. It's his facial expressions and the fact that when he talks, I just can't help thinking that he's just dumb. Yeah, it's not. I know. And I hate to say because he could be like super intelligent, right? But when I just I can't I can't. If he were silent and like brooding. I would probably be a fan. Yeah, honestly. I, well, that's how he was in The Shield. And I know that there's a part of the internet uh, wrestling community that um, the pro-Roman people will say, well, where you know, all of you guys that hate him now, you all loved him in the Royal Rumble where he and Batista went head-to-head. And it's true. But he was the, he was the powerhouse of The Shield who did 
nothing but kick butt and never spoke a word. It was great. And, you know, like, I'm I'm even over the whole thing that he was, you know, he's the chosen corporate champ and blah, blah. It, in all honesty, it would have been really cool if they turned him heel. I would have loved that. Instead, they're trying to make him the underdog, which is not believable. Nobody believes that he's the underdog when it's clear that the entire company is pushing him as the face, you know, making him the next John Cena. How could you be the underdog if they if everybody knows that? You have 15 different shirts that come out. It's just – so my frustration is just this, like, again, boring, predictable stuff. They had the Roman Reigns-Dean Ambrose finals. Roman won clean. It should have been a bigger deal than it was. And then they had Sheamus cash in his money in the bank and defeat Roman, which probably, you know, a Sunday night, my buddy and I were sitting there like, well, that just happened. Um, but I have to be honest, Monday – I'm sitting there with Bailey. We're watching the opening uh, promo of Raw. Sheamus comes out with the authority. Who, Jimmy is all against Sheamus. Thinks he looks stupid. (laughs) You know, all of this. I basically, (laughs) Monday night during Raw, I put over Sheamus. You did. Yes. I did. Because he did an amazing So good. I mean, it's true. Um, my, My issue with him has just been that... Again, it's not even his character so much as the booking of his character. Uh, he, no one, you know, he. The joke was always, you know, you're going to book Sheamus versus Randy Orton for the 500th time. Uh, it, it, it gets boring, so they turn him heel. When he came back from his injury, he has this ridiculous mohawk. He has these little like braids in his beard, and honestly, I love his look now. Um, but again, same old, just nonsense. But he came out on Monday. And when he st- he had the biggest smile on his face, and as the crowd's chanting, you look stupid, he's like, who's stupid now? Oh, <laughs> uh, it was so good. So because now he has a reason to be healed. Like, yes. There, it, he has like a purpose, as before it was just kind of like, oh, there's no real story behind Yeah, they, no one and was against him. he can really work it. Right. And it, Yeah. So we'll have to see where it goes. Uh, As long as the focus is still on the Roman Reigns underdog story, I can't understand, you know, like, so as long as they're still going with the Roman Reigns underdog story, it's no surprise to me that the ratings keep dropping because I'm going to, like, I'm going to always be tuning in or at least I'll have it set to DVR. But as I would love if more people started watching that I, you know, the people that I like that I could talk to, but I can't say that this is good stuff right now. Um, Can I just say my last thing on Roman Reigns? Oh, for sure. Roman Reigns. He is trying too hard to be this character that they want him to be. I just want to say, Roman Reigns, be yourself. (laughs) Go out there, be who you are. And I feel like I would like him a lot more. Yeah. Yeah, whenever he has a chance to loosen up, those are the times. Because I was the, the most staunch Roman Reigns hater. Especially at WrestleMania 31. I screaming from oh, the upper deck. I think he heard you from all of it. I'm sure he did. Uh, but he's, he's, come, like, he's made me come around on him a little bit. And it's right. It was when, in those fleeting moments where he gets to actually show a little, of, little real personality is when I, you know, he starts winning me over a little bit. But again, not too, too, too little, 
too late yeah, at this I, point? I, see, I each week I feel differently about people. Yeah. Depending on their performance. Except Triple H. Oh yeah, no. He's always good. I love, <laughs> I love Triple H. Yeah, I was just gonna let that hang there. Yeah. I do. <laughs> like I think as soon as we started watching wrestling. I don't know what it was about him. I think he still maybe even had the long... Did he have the long hair? I don't... I don't remember. No, at that but point. I just remember seeing his face and being like, that's a face of a man I could trust. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I just get like, oh, I love him. Yeah. Every time I see him. My favorite. And not, not him as a wrestler. I like him in a suit. Right. He looks right. like he'd be a principal. Yeah. But a really... Are you ready for a faculty meeting? Yeah. And it would be amazing. <laughs> Um, so I, I guess, I mean, Bailey makes an excellent point week to week things change, um, whether it's a storyline. I mean, this is Vince McMahon is rewriting scripts minutes before a show. So, um, it's, you know, just because I am down on it this week doesn't mean that next raw can't be great. So I'll say that the whole tournament because it was such a letdown, I'm gonna go with a a one out of five. Ah, man, I don't even know what to put with that one. Um, what are we talking? Just 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 the Survivor Series results. I know, just the whole Roman winning and Sheamus cashing in. I guess I'll go one out of five Money in the Bank briefcases. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Uh, one out of five. Bailey, do you want to hit hit us with the one out of five? Believe that. <laughs> uh, and again, things could change. I always hope because I always watch. So that's it for the wrestling talk. And uh, I was going to to do some longer um, segments on a couple of video games that I'm playing. I'm just going to do like the little quick hits right now, uh, and I'll get into a, a little more in depth for the next episode. there you go um so the first one i'm going to talk about is black ops 3 it came out a couple weeks ago um without getting too much into it i will say that if you have been a fan of black ops continue buying it it is very good it's probably the best shooter that's available like in terms of just how it feels when you play it um so the multiplayer Took a little getting used to it first. They had a whole new different classes and specialists and stuff. But you can wrap your brain around it within a couple of minutes. So really fun. Um, definitely worth a pickup. Campaign. And again, another good story. And then the other game um, I want to mention is something that came out a few months ago. Maybe half a year ago. Um, yeah, so, so this game came out maybe six months ago. Um it's called Mad Max, and it's just called Mad Max. It wasn't a movie tie-in to Fury Road. It is a open-world third-person, uh, third-person game. <laughs> uh, so it's an open-world third-person, uh, similar to Batman: Arkham Knight, Arkham, you know, the whole Arkham series. What's great about it is you have a car that you get to level up and build. Uh, the fighting system is almost identical to the, the Arkham series. And the story's been really cool so far. A lot of things to do in it. 
Um, again, without getting too deep into it, I will say that you can pick it up for 25 bucks right now uh, at Target or Amazon. It is absolutely worth that, and this is kind of what I was I was hoping that it would drop to something to this price range um, because I had heard so many good things about it and just didn't have the time when it was $60, and now's the time. Scoop it up. You will not regret it, especially if you are into third-person um, style games. And with that, I'm going to bring this podcast to a close. Thank you once again for tuning in. Uh, it really means a lot to uh, to know that people are out there listening. And as always, you can tweet me your suggestions. Seriously, I will. There's so much. It's literally everything I can talk about. Just about anything. <laughs> so anything and everything. So send me those suggestions at Yimbo Five on Twitter. You can also reach out to me um, via my blog at yimboreviewseverything.tumblr.com. And other than that, I hope you enjoy this nice long holiday weekend. And until next time, this is Yimbo, and you've just been reviewed.